Coming up on today's edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast, we'll hit you with some news and notes around the NFL. We'll hit you with some news and notes that have to do with the silver and black. Plus, we'll switch up the quarterback conversation, talk about some veteran quarterbacks, and we'll lean heavily into quarterback Jarrett Stidham. Plus, your calls and texts will close out the show. It's all coming up on Tuesday's edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast, February 21st, 2023. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Just win. The autumn wind is a raider. Pillaging just for fun. He'll knock you around and upside down and laugh when he's conquered and won. And welcome here, Raider Nation, to another edition of the Locked On Raiders Podcast. Thank you so much for making the show your first listen each and every day. Remember, you can find the Locked On Raider Podcast free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. Thanks to my man Ari, who I shout out each and every day. And the reason I shout him out each and every day is because he makes sure we're on YouTube each and every day. He's doing a really good job. I definitely appreciate his efforts and definitely appreciate anyone who checks out our YouTube page. Anyone who's listened to me for a while knows I'm not a big fan of YouTube, not a big fan of the whole camera thing. I'm a radio guy, but it's all good, right? Ari makes sure that we're up there on YouTube each and every day and uh, we do appreciate it and had a lot of people subscribe to the page over 4,000 subscriptions already so we definitely appreciate that you can check out Ari on Twitter at Ari Produces today's edition of the Lockdown Raiders podcast is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook the official sportsbook of the NFL make every moment more visit FanDuel.com slash Lockdown today to get started and of course we're coming off the heels of President's Day so if you had the day off hopefully you were able to get a little rest and relaxation in maybe enjoy some time with the family I know myself and the family got to go out to the movies and have dinner so wasn't anything major wasn't anything massive but it was still just a little bit of rest and relaxation no radio show for me on Monday Uh, still knocked out the podcast on Monday so hopefully uh, you enjoyed that but uh, if you're back to the grind on this Tuesday it's good to uh, be back to the grind right it's always weird when you have a short week so we'll be back at it today on Raider Nation Radio 920 Unnecessary Roughness 2 to 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time now I got a lot of news and notes I want to get to here in segment number one of today's Locked On Raiders podcast and the first one has to do with Raiders linebacker Denzel Perryman my man Vinny Bonsignor from the RJ also from Raider Nation Radio 920 does the morning tailgate show put out a piece talking about Denzel Perryman and the fact that the Raiders would like to bring him back and would like to actually get him signed before the March 15th uh, new league year begins but it has to make sense financially he had a base salary in 2022 of 1.1 million dollars with a cap hit about three million dollars so you just kind of realize what his salary was Uh, obviously he wants a contract extension he wanted a contract extension earlier in the 2022 season that never came to fruition and the thing about Denzel Perriman I like him a lot I think that he brings a lot of juice to that Raiders defense of course he's flying around to the ball I think uh, the players love him in the locker room but the availability is just not there consistently with Denzel Perriman so of course Dave Ziegler and company are going to weigh that when they're deciding what kind of contract they're willing to offer him would love to see Denzel Perriman return I don't think he's a high priority I think he's a guy that, yes, they'd like to see him come back for everything that he brings to the table that I already mentioned, but also realize they're not going to break the bank for a guy who's not going to be available more times than not. And that's just the kind of the story of his career. When he's available consistently for the long term, he's a pro bowler, right? He was a pro bowl linebacker for the first time in his career in 2021, and then he dropped off in 2022 because of his availability. He's a guy that brings a ton to the table, but he's got to stay healthy. And that's been the one biggest thing that he just hasn't been able to stay healthy. So it looks like the Raiders are going to address that potentially get him signed before the new league year opens up on March 15th but again the money has got to be right he's not going to be a guy that's going to be able to break the bank the Raiders are going to look at him and say yeah thanks 
but no thanks. <laughs> we'll find another linebacker at some other position. And really, the Raiders are lucky to have Denzel Perryman to begin with. You, you know, I mean, when, when the Raiders made the trade for him, he was in Carolina, and only because of injury, John Gruden and company decided that they were going to go out there and try to make a trade with the Panthers, and they were able to pull it off and bring Denzel Perryman to Las Vegas. And that was a good get at the time, and still a good get. But again, it's got to be at the right price. I also wanted to tell you about the Jar- Chargers and their defensive coordinator position. Their defensive coordinator, Ronaldo Hill, actually left the Chargers and headed to Miami to reunite with Vic Fangio. And now it's going to be Derek Ansley. Derek Ansley is going to be the new defensive coordinator with the Chargers. And if that name sounds familiar, well, it should. Derek Ansley was the secondary coach with the Raiders back in 2018 when they were still in Oakland. He was only there for one year, but he's a very well-respected coach. I mean, that's a guy, he came from Alabama. He was already on my radar in 2018 when the Raiders hired him, and then he left after the 2018 season. This is a guy that's well-respected across the league, damn good secondary coach, and now he's the defensive coordinator for the Chargers. Now, what does that mean? Brandon Staley still calls the plays. He's basically the de facto defensive coordinator, but still, uh, Derek Ansley gets that defensive coordinator title, and if things go well for him, which I do believe they will, because, again, he's a really well-respected coach in the league, I do believe he'll be one of the guys in the running for a head coaching position sooner rather than later. But uh, as of now, Derek Ansley is now the defensive coordinator for the Chargers. Tommy Donatel is now the secondary coach. He's been promoted to the secondary coach. Uh, so that's the latest and the greatest when it comes to the Chargers. But I wanted to pass that along because Derek Ansley had the ties with the silver and black. Also, Final note for you for segment number one of today's Locked On Raiders podcast, kind of news and notes of the day. Uh, Joel Corey from CBS Sports, he was a longtime agent. Now he puts out pieces on CBSSports.com, talks about free agents, talks about contracts. Uh, he's one of my go-to guys. Whenever I have a contract situation uh, come up, that uh, like a conversation I don't know the answers to, I always like to reach out to Joel Corey to have him on the show to break it down for us. Well, he put out on uh, Monday, put out a tweet about some key Eagles defensive players whose contracts actually voided. He said the contracts for four, Philadelphia Eagles players voided on Monday. Cornerback James Bradbury, linebacker TJ Edwards, defensive tackle Javon Hargrave, and linebacker Kazir White. The respective dead money is $4.9 million, $711,000 million, $11.9 million, and $1.1 million. They will be unrestricted free agents on March 15th when the 2023 league year starts. Again, that's from Joel Corey from CBSSports.com. And so uh, a lot of, of, you know, kind of, a transition for the Eagles, I should say. You know, I mean, there's a lot of uh, moving and shaking going on with them. They've lost a handful of coaches already, offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, and others have gone on to other teams already, and now they're losing some of their key players on defense. Bradbury, Edwards, Hargrave, and Kazir White, all, all really good players on that Eagles defense, all big-time contributors, and James Bradbury is at the top of the list. He was the guy that when the Giants were about to release him and make him available, which they eventually did, he was a guy that I kept saying it would make sense for the Raiders to go out and make the move for him and bring him in because he was familiar with Patrick Graham and that scheme. Thought he could be a really good uh, you know, addition to the Raiders' secondary. They obviously didn't go make that move. Uh, Dave Ziegler and company did not want to pay the money that the Eagles uh, eventually paid for James Bradbury. And so a lot of people hit me up and said, Q, James Bradbury is available again. You think the Raiders will go out and make a move for him? And honestly, I don't. As much as I think I would like to see Bradbury in the silver and black, don't think that they'll make a move for him if they didn't make a move for him in 2022. You know, now he's just a year older. uh, Don't think that they're going to want to do that. And plus, he's been on record of saying he wants to get paid. Wherever he goes next, he wants to, to, to get paid. I don't see Dave Ziegler and company breaking the bank. Similar to what I said about Denzel Perriman, yeah, they'll bring the guy in if the price is right. But I feel like that they do some really good discipline type contracts where they're not going to just 
overspend, overspend, overspend to bring in the guy. Would I like to see a talent of James Bradbury on the Raiders? Absolutely. But I just don't think that the price, what he's going to be looking for, is what Dave Ziegler and company are going to be willing to pay. But starting to see a little bit of the deconstruction of the Philadelphia Eagles, and that's why it's always so hard to get back to that big game once you play it and you lose it because you start losing free agents. And they've got a boatload of free agents that they're going to lose and a lot on the defensive side. But Bradbury, Edwards, Hargrave, and Kazir White all their contracts were voided on Monday. And so there you go. They will be out there as unrestricted free agents as of March 15th. That's when the new league year starts. Coming up in segment number two, going to take a look at some veteran quarterbacks and deep dive into Jarrett Stidham because he's a guy a lot of folks have called in, texted in, tweeted at me, called in the radio show and said, Q, I think the Raiders need to roll with Stidham. Well, we'll talk about it. We'll break it down. We'll talk about other veteran quarterbacks that could be available. We'll do it all coming up in segment number two of today's Locked On Raiders podcast after I tell you about Built Bar. I've been talking about Built Bar for a very long time, and if you're out and about and you're just looking for a snack, something to kind of get you over the edge and, and push you all the way till dinner time or whatever, maybe you're at the job and you just need a little something, something to get you to dinner time when you get to the house, Built Bar is the way to go. A really good taste and protein bar. They have so many different flavors and so many different styles. That's the thing about it. If you want just a chocolate bar, you can get the OG that I like to call it, just the Built Bar, the regular Built Bar. If you like marshmallows, if you're a big marshmallow fan, get the Built Bar Puff. If you like granola bars, they have that as well. They have so many different flavors, something you're going to like if you check out the website, built.com. They have a lot of limited time flavors out there, including maple donut. Uh, they have grasshopper cookie. They, of course, have plenty of different uh, variations of coconut, just a bunch of different flavors, bunch of different styles. Something for everyone is on the website, built.com. If you're in the Las Vegas area, you can walk into Smith's, you can walk into Sam's Club, and you can get you a box or two. They have plenty of boxes on the shelf for you or if you want to order online you could do that as well if check out the website built.com the promo code is locked on 15 you'll save 15 percent off your order but if you check out the website right now they have a lot of limited edition flavors on there that come with a limited edition price as well so check them out today built.com or if you're just doing your grocery shopping at smith's like i do all the time well i don't really do it i'm i'm lying to you when i say i do it uh, the wife actually does it but that's where we shop <laughs> let's say uh, i'll call it i'll call it that's where we shop because uh yeah i don't really get to the store too often but when she does uh one of the items she can find on the shelf are built bars because they're available there as well so check them out today uh if you're sitting at the house and you just want to check them out on the website built.com use the promo code locked on 15 your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Raider Nation, here we go. Segment number two of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Want to do a deep dive into the veteran quarterbacks, and this is the situation. I mean, on Monday, we talked about Tennessee players that are going to be in the draft, led by Hendon Hooker, the quarterback. We're going to dip back and forth. We're going to go to the draft. We're going to go to veterans. We're going to talk about this. We're going to talk about that. I mean, there's so much that is up in the air in so many different directions that the Raiders can go. Just got to kind of go with the punches. You got to kind of roll with it as it goes, and really, this is coming from the fact that I got a text from Raider Eddie in Denver and he's not the only one that's reached out to me and said this has been plenty of calls here on the podcast I've had plenty of calls on my radio show I've had plenty of people just text me and say Q this is what the Raiders need to do but this is a text from Raider Eddie in Denver and then we'll get into the conversation hey Q I'm seeing that a lot of Raider fans would like to see the team roll with Stidham and draft a quarterback where there's value whether that's at seven overall or later in the draft Put some talent around Max. We could bring in a right tackle on two defensive studs via free agency instead of blowing that cap space on a year 
to year prima donna. We can't worry about appeasing anybody. Just build a team identity with emphasis on the right guys. I don't see JJ coming back at his asking price, and I'm fine with that. Look at Zeke out in Dallas. No thank you. That's Raider Eddie in Denver. And uh, there's a lot there in that text, but I'm really trying to focus just in on the quarterback position. And, you know, I feel like, and I said this as soon as Jarrett Stidham got his start against the 49ers on New Year's and did a hell of a job. Lost the game, but did a hell of a job. I, I said I didn't want to become a prisoner of the moment. And I really think because the sample size was so small for Jarrett Stidham that a lot of Raider Nation just feels like that's the way to go. That's the guy that can get it done. Don't have to give up any draft capital. Can give him a, a, a cheaper contract and build up the team around him and be good to go. And then, of course, with the, the success that Brock Purdy had in San Francisco as a seventh-round pick, a lot of folks are pointing to that and saying, see, you don't really need an elite quarterback. But I'll say this, Raider Nation, and I've talked about it so many times when it comes to the AFC West and the AFC. I don't know about you, but I wouldn't feel 100% confident going into the 2023 season, starting off the season, if Jarrett Stidham is my quarterback. And that's not a slight to him, but when you're in the AFC West – and you're looking at Patrick Mahomes, you're looking at Justin Herbert, you're looking at Russell Wilson, then you have Jarrett Stidham, and he's a big unknown. He has two career starts. Think about this. In his career, he's been in the league since 2019. He's played in 13 games with two career starts, has 77 completions for 926 yards, six touchdowns, and seven picks. Since 2019, and in 2022, he played in five games for the Silver and Black with those two starts at the end of the season, had 53 uh, completions on 83 attempts, 656 yards, four TDs, three interceptions, and was sacked seven times. That is such a small sample size to say that you feel comfortable rolling with him going to start the 2023 season. I just don't think that Raider Nation would be too happy. I think right now, because it's February, it sounds like a good idea. But if the season started off and that first game of the season, the Raiders go out there and get mollywhopped, and all of a sudden, what's Raider Nation going to say? Well, why didn't you address the quarterback position in the offseason when you had the chance, right? Because that's what we all said about the offensive line. When the Raiders and Dave Ziegler and company chose not to really go out and aggressively attack and, and improve the offensive line, what did everybody say? Should have gone out there and attacked the offensive line. I don't think this front office knows what they're doing. They didn't go and address the biggest need. Well, right now, the biggest need is quarterback. And I just don't think you can really count on a guy that had two career starts, even though, like I said, it was the last thing you saw. It wasn't bad. It wasn't great, but it wasn't bad. And he did decent against the 49ers. But the 49ers, to, them, to, to their credit, have even come out and said, Joey Bosa said immediately after the game, yeah, we took the Raiders lightly. We didn't even think that they were going to show up. You know, I mean, basically they thought that they were going to show up to Allegiant Stadium and just roll the Raiders. And all of a sudden the Raiders were out there playing and Jared Stidham was providing a little something-something. I just see that the weapons that they have in Devontae Adams, Darren Waller, Hunter Renfro, uh, potentially bringing Josh Jacobs back, I don't think you would be doing that team a service if, if your option A is Jarrett Stidham. Now, I understand you can go and draft a guy and let them battle it out in camp, and if Jarrett Stidham wins, then so be it. But I still feel like you're going into into the season with the fourth best quarterback in the AFC West, and who knows where you'd rank him in the AFC in general. That's the other thing. The AFC West is a dog, but the AFC Conference is a dog. I just don't see how you can just put all your eggs in the basket of Jarrett Stidham. And on top of that, I don't know, or actually I don't believe this coaching staff would put their jobs in the hand of Jarrett Stidham either. I mean, really, I mean, again, the NFL is not one of these leagues now where you get four or five years to build up your team. You get two years, maybe three. Sometimes if you show that improvement, you'll get that third year, but not really. If this regime doesn't show a, a, a massive improvement this year, 
they could be on the outside looking in. So is that how they want to say that they lost their job was because Jarrett Stidham was their guy? And that's what makes me go back to veterans that are available or could potentially be available. And I know, you know, Aaron Rodgers, you can say whatever you want to say about him. Prima Donna, you can say he's a guy that goes into the dark every year, decides does he want to play, does he not want to play. Look, I don't. I know it would be a trade. I know it's a lot of salary. I think he, well, I know he's the best option out there. He's the best quarterback that could potentially be available if made available. He's a guy that's going to walk into the Hall of Fame and he would give you instant, instant, uh, you know, credibility. Him and Devontae Adams would have an instant connection because they already had that connection. It's not like they uh, had a connection in college and then uh, didn't do anything in the NFL until last year. That was Derek Carr and Devontae Adams, which I thought that was going to be exciting. And, you know, for the most part, it was pretty good. There was a few games where it wasn't very good, but for the most part, I thought it was pretty good. There was some meat left on the bone, but for the most part, Derek Carr and Devontae Adams was a pretty good connection. Aaron Rodgers to Devontae Adams would be that much better. Now, again, you have to trade for him. So if the trade, if the value is is okay, fine. I'm not worried about the money because I believe that they can make the money work, and I know how much salary cap space they have in 2024, like $119 million as of right now. They have, I think, $119 million in salary cap space in 2024. So I'm not really worried about the money. It's just what do you have to give up as far as draft capital? So Aaron Rodgers, in my opinion, is the best quarterback available. Lamar Jackson is right up there as the second best quarterback. Again, these are if they're made available because these are by way of trade. Lamar Jackson is right up there as well. But I don't, I don't think that Baltimore is going to make him available. I think they're going to franchise him. They might even exclusive franchise him. If they do, that's like $42 million guaranteed, and no team can negotiate with him. But if he is hit with the franchise tag, other teams could trade for him. And look, I wouldn't mind the Raiders going out and making a big splash with Lamar Jackson. I just know it would cost a lot of draft capital. Probably cost you at least three, three first-round draft picks. Plus, he wants a massive contract extension, right? He's looking at Deshaun Watson money. So if the Raiders look at it and say, you know what? Let's bring that excitement to Las Vegas. That would be I would be juiced for that, right? And, and, and I think that that would be a lot of fun to pay attention to, and I think that that would really get Raider Nation going. Do I feel like it's realistic? No, I feel like Aaron Rodgers is way more realistic than Lamar Jackson, but that's just another possibility. Another guy potentially available by way of trade, Mac Jones from the Patriots. You know, he's a guy that has a really good uh, relationship with Josh McDaniels. I don't know what it would cost. Obviously, it wouldn't cost as much as Aaron Rodgers or Lamar Jackson. So that could be an avenue that they decide to go down. He's still young. He's still on a rookie contract, and he knows Josh McDaniels' system. That could be a way that they go as well. Those three guys could be available by way of trade. Aaron Rodgers, Lamar Jackson, and Mac Jones. And obviously the draft capital uh, for each one of those guys is a lot different. Outside of that, the other available quarterbacks that are you know from, from best to worst, in my opinion, Derek Carr is the best quarterback available as a free agent. And obviously he's not returning to the Raiders. Then there's Jimmy G and Baker Mayfield, and I kind of put them as a, a, a slash, like Jimmy G slash Baker Mayfield. And Jimmy G, we know his availability is not there. Baker Mayfield, I believe his availability, availability will be there, but we saw him get injured last season or in the season before. So, I mean, you just don't know. So that really, it's not, it's not a deep pool. But if you're going to give yourself a chance, and Raider Nation is going to have something to get excited about, I just don't think Jarrett Stidham is going to push the needle for the fan base. You know, again, in February, I think it, sa- it sounds good. But when push comes to shove and it gets down to September and it's time for the real games to happen and you roll out maybe on a Monday night football, the first game of the season, Jarrett Stidham versus Patrick Mahomes, how is Raider Nation going to feel about that? And the first time that they get beat, if they get beat bad, it's going to be, well, why in the hell did they not address the quarterback position? Why they got Jarrett Stidham throwing passes to Devontae Adams instead of going out and getting Aaron Rodgers, had the opportunity to do it. Like, I can hear the conversation. I can hear those calls and texts already rolling in. 
right? If they were to go and do that, I just feel like a lot of Raiders Nation is is prisoners of the last thing they saw, which was Jared Stidham playing. Again, I like the guy. I knew the guy when he was playing in high school, Stephenville High School. Obviously covered him when he was at Baylor. Then he went off to Auburn. I think he's a good quarterback. I think he's a good backup quarterback. I really do. I don't think that he's a long-term starter in the NFL. That's just my gut feeling. I could be way off. But, again, that's just how I feel. But that's what I got for you for segment number two of today's Locked On Raiders podcast, deep diving into the quarterback position, the veteran quarterback position, as far as the guys that could be potentially available coming up this, uh, you know, when the new league year rolls over, and that's March 15th. And with some of those guys, we could probably hear a lot more about them uh, coming up when the combine happens uh, the last week in February, the first week in March. So, of course, we'll continue to update uh, all the news and notes when it comes to the quarterback position and what the Raiders may be potentially thinking about doing. But I do want to hear from you. Your calls and texts are coming up next at 707-654-4693. Before I get to that, though, I do want to tell you about FanDuel. And uh, it's past the All-Star break now when it comes to the NBA, and it's the perfect time to download FanDuel. It's America's number one sports book. New customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet does not win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to points scored to even the three balls that were draining. If you watched the All-Star game, you saw everyone and their mother shooting nothing but three balls, even from half court. They were shooting those things. Dame Dollar was knocking a few of those things down. Uh, Kyrie Irving was knocking a few of those things down. Everyone was trying to knock down the three-point ball. FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a first for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no sweat first bet up to one thousand dollars in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team. Every day. Here we go, Raider Nation. Segment number three of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Your calls and texts. You're off that Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line, 707-654-4693. Went a little long there in segment number two, so I'm going to have a time to get into a couple of these calls and texts. But let's start things off with Raider Big C in L.A. He's pretty fired up. He's calling to talk about three elements to the Raiders that he wants to talk about, offense, defense, and the future. And, again, he's pretty fired up. Here he is, Raider Big C in L.A. Hey, Q's Randy Big C from L.A. I'm going to talk on three things, offense, defense, and the future. In regards to the offense, you go get Rodgers. You need to win now. Like you said, Davis wants a winner. Mark Davis wants someone to win right now. So, Rodgers, you go get him. Trade a second, a third, maybe a fourth. Maybe next year you tip, you, you tip your toes for a fourth-rounder, but Rodgers will come because you know why? The Packers are done with him, and the Packers are happy with the Raiders because we have a healthy relationship because we just traded for Dante. That's very key. You need to network when it comes to the NFL. You need to have those good relationships. Look, we always trade with the Patriots. That's why. It's good. It's healthy. Rodgers comes to the, to the Raiders. He restructures his contract. We have a, a good two-, three-year window. You've said it multiple times. He restructured his contract. Maybe we do, you know, 35, 40 mil for two years. Or we do a one year with a, a second player option. Give them the option. We'll, we'll see what we can do. But at least you get someone to come in that can win now because guess what? We need to score points. And this is what I'm talking about the defense. In regards to the defense, I went to the Chargers game in L.A., I went to the Colts game in Vegas, and I went to the Rams game in L.A. And the most compliment theme I saw, the defense actually stood up and did their job. It was our offense that couldn't do anything. So that's what I go back to. We need a solid quarterback that can score points. If we can't score points, you can't win. Look at the Super Bowl. Yeah, defense wins championships, but guess what? You need points. You can't be kicking out field goals. You stay out all the time. Touchdowns wins games. Lastly, for the future, you still go and you get your quarterback for the future. 
that could be the seventh round pick or the, the first pick in the, in the first round, the seventh pick. You go get your quarterback. You tell him, look, we're going to have you do this. And you tell Rodgers, look, we're going to draft a quarterback. You know, we want to give you two or three years. We want to give you a chance. That's what you need to do. And I'm talking real fast because I got a lot to say, and I'm going to finish with this. I believe Rodgers and Carr have similar NFL history. The only difference is Rodgers was able to get to the playoffs. Carr was not able to get to the playoffs. But you look at it. They both got drafted. They're both, you know, one had to learn from behind. The other one got a start. And in the end, what happens is both, both guys needed to go. They need to change the scenery. So maybe it's the whole Matthew Stafford treatment. We finally get someone that can get us over to the promised land. I won't be surprised if Rodgers does that. So that's my three things. Offense, defense, future. Draft Rodgers. In the draft, you draft your defense. And for the future, in one of those picks, you get your future quarterback so we can focus on the future once Rodgers is done with us. This is Raider Big Chief from L.A. Go Raider Nation. Thank you for the call, my man. I appreciate you. And, look, I would, I think Rodgers would be and should be a, a go, go-to option, option number one. I just think there's no doubt about it. I don't care about the, you know, the diva persona when it comes to him. I don't care about him deciding his future each and every offseason. I really don't. I just think for the Raiders to have the most success on the field, the best opportunity to win games, Aaron Rodgers is your best option. Again, that's just me. doesn't mean that I'm right. It just means that that's my opinion. So that should be the first option, in my opinion. Defense, no-brainer. That definitely needs to be upgraded. And even if you uh, get Aaron Rodgers, you can still upgrade the defense. There's still ways to do it uh, by the draft. And also, you'll still have salary cap space because his total money is not going to impact the the salary cap as far as the actual salary cap hit as much as a lot of people think. So um, at some point, you got to draft your quarterback of the future, whether it's, you know, at number seven, if they trade up to go get him, if they trade back and get him, if they get him in later rounds, at some point, you've got to get your quarterback of the future because Aaron Rodgers is not going to be around long. Um, you know, who else are you going to get? You know, if you go and get Jimmy G, how long is he going to be around for? I mean, at some point, you've got to make a move and get a younger quarterback. You just got to get the right younger quarterback. So thank you so much for that call. I appreciate you. Next up, got a text from Slickback Raider. He said, what's up, Q? I've been hearing Mac Jones' name tying to the Raiders. I wouldn't be mad if that happened if it was for the right price. I would give nothing more than a third-round pick for him. Here's why. He's young and still is in his rookie contract, and he knows McDaniel's system. This also gives the Raiders a chance to draft a quarterback and have them battle it out. If he doesn't do good, we can simply let him go. McDaniel's might also open up the playbook more for him than he did for Carr. Not a sexy move at all, but what are your thoughts at, uh, at quarterback, Q, for uh, Mac Jones? That's from Slickback Raider, and that could be an option, right? That could be an option that I wouldn't necessarily be mad at. You know, Mac Jones has won a national championship. Uh, he got the Patriots, helped the Patriots get to the playoffs his rookie year with Josh McDaniels. I wouldn't have any problem with Mac Jones, especially if they gave up something like you said, a third round pick and then re-side Jarrett Stidham and maybe had them battle it out during uh, during training camp. That would be good. You know, and if he wins, which I do believe he'd win the battle, then have Jarrett Stidham behind him. There's two guys that know Josh McDaniel's system really well. And then at some point, you could still go draft a quarterback, but you're not forced to go do it. I, w- I wouldn't have any problem with that if that's the decision that they went and decided to do. Again, it's all about how much would it cost to go get Mac Jones. So thank you so much for that text. I appreciate you. Next up, got a call from Omar in El Paso. He's calling to talk about the quarterback position and the guys that will be available in the upcoming draft. Guys he likes and a few that he doesn't like. Here he is, Omar in El Paso. Hey, Q, it's Omar from El Paso. Just wanted to chime in for this year's QB class. Um, for me, resume means a lot. I just don't get the hype with Levis and Richardson. They have such mediocre numbers. and I mean, I'm just kind of nervous how they're going to translate into the NFL. 
I mean, over the past decade, you think of Favre, Brady, and Josh Allen. Those are like the only guys that have been able to have successful careers with just such uh, mediocre numbers in college. And I'm not willing to watch another first-round pick just go to trash like the last eight, nine years since we got Khalil Mack. So I'm just not really interested in that right now. Um, but I do like guys with, uh, you know, this year they have some monster numbers that could translate. Um, Stroud, Young, uh, Hooker, and even Toon from Houston. Uh, hopefully those guys can translate that success into the NFL. Uh, I did like your piece on Hooker on Monday. Uh, and you know what, Q? For some reason, Hooker in Las Vegas doesn't sound out of the ordinary to me, if you catch my drift. Uh, my dark horses on this year, though, or on my wish list are Jonah Tavai, defensive tackle from San Diego State, Jose Ramirez from Eastern Washington. He's the defensive end, I think. Uh, Riley Moss, corner from Iowa, and Ronnie Hickman from Ohio State. I think those guys can be some studs in the third, fourth, and fifth rounds. Um, don't fret on your Jamarcus Russell comments, man. I think we all knew what you meant. Uh, that guy can just go listen to the, to the Walk on Eggshells podcast. But uh, thanks for everything you do, Q, and uh, you take it easy. Omar, thanks for the call, my man. Of course, I appreciate you. And I'm with you with Levitz and Richardson, man. Those selections, they're just such wild cards. They really are. You have no idea what you're going to get with either one of those guys. And I'm not saying that the Raiders have to be super safe when it goes about drafting a quarterback. I mean, they could take a, a chance on a guy that they believe has a super high ceiling. But, man, if they get it wrong and they use a high draft pick, that's just going to set your organization back for quite a while. And they just can't afford to do that. They've got to figure it out. I mean, that's the thing about moving on from Carr. Uh, I've said it so many times. They can't just have a plan. They've got to have the plan, right? And I say that in all caps. If, if I can say, speak in all caps, the plan would be in all caps. They can't just have a plan. A plan is cute. The plan is what they need to have. So we'll see how it shakes out, but I'm with you. I just don't think that Levinson and Richardson are, are the juice isn't worth the squeeze, right? It's just so much unknown when it comes to those guys. So thank you again for your call. I appreciate you. Got time for a couple more texts from Raiders fan in San Diego. It says, hey, Q, hope you're doing well. It's been a busy few months for our beloved Raiders. I'd like to start by wishing D.C. the best and thanking him for the years of commitment to excellence. Now, on to the offseason. I don't think the Raiders situation is as bad as most people think. The offense needs a quarterback and a right tackle. After that, what else? On the other hand, the defense needs a defensive tackle upgrade and one or two linebackers, and we could be right there. I think the secondary struggles were mostly from the lack of pressure from the front seven. If there's more pressure from the front seven, the secondary will naturally look better. I think the focus in the draft should be the trenches after round one, linebackers and defensive tackle. Right tackle may be two or a versatile offensive lineman. Anyway, those are my thoughts for now. As always, Raider Nation for Life, signed Raider fan in San Diego. Thank you for that text. And, yeah, I mean, obviously the big elephant in the room is the quarterback. The Raiders need a quarterback like yesterday, right? So either they're going to get a veteran, a rookie, or they're going to get both, right? A combination of the both. Uh, they do need a right tackle, I think. They need to solidify that offensive line. And depending on what they do, they might move Dylan Parham to center. Then they might need a left tackle, right? So uh, there's a little bit of upgrade that needs to happen on the offensive line, in my opinion. Defensively, I think you're spot on. Defensive tackle needs to be an upgrade. That's why I've been talking about Deron Payne from Washington. I think he'd be a really big upgrade. Linebackers need to address the linebacker. I do believe that they need to address the secondary. Uh, I think that I don't know if Nate Hobbs is going to be cut out for that outside corner position. I mean, he was good his rookie year in the slot. Then they moved him outside, and he was banged up a lot and just really didn't look like the part. I think that they may need at least one second, one guy in the secondary as far as the corners go, maybe even two, and slide Nate back into the slot. Um, and then potentially even a safety. I mean, the defense, I think there's no area of the defense that can't be addressed. 
I think that you can upgrade that defense all over the field. The one no, the one that you know 100% is Max Crosby. <laughs> Everyone else is a big question. Like, yeah, not too sure what to do with that position, but uh, there's got to be upgrades on that defensive side of the ball. Appreciate the text. Uh, we'll close things out with a call from Joe and KC. He's calling to talk about head coach Josh McDaniels and how he affects the quarterback position and why he eliminated one quarterback from the potential list of guys that could be selected in late April. Here he is, Joe and KC. Yo, what up, Q? This is Joe from KC. I uh, just wanted to, you know, drop my two cents on something. Um, I'm not a big fan of uh, Josh McDaniels. I'm pretty sure I've called in and said that before. Um, I know a large group of us uh, Raiders fans are really pushing towards seeing uh, C.J. Stroud uh, be drafted. And when I think about Josh McDaniels and what Josh McDaniels has uh his, his his temperament and the New England way, I'm starting to feel like that's not going to be uh, – C.J. Stroud won't be an, an option. Um, you know, obviously, like with Derek Carr, uh, you know, McDaniels, is a, he, he coaches hard. And um, I don't see Ryan Day as being that type of coach to really, like, you know, coach his players hard. He's more of a player's coach. And then, um, you know, if you look at the history of, like, New England – Got Tom Brady, who, you know, he could take that coaching, uh, that tough coaching. Then you had um, Mac Jones, who came from Nick Saban. And so at this point, I'm like, all right, you know, what type of uh, player is going to, you know, benefit from uh, McDaniel's coaching style? And that would either be, you know, Bryce Young or maybe like a lower um, quarterback that will take, you know, any type of uh, hard coaching because they're just trying to make it. So if we don't get Bryce Young, I don't think anybody else really fits uh, Josh McDaniels. So, unfortunately, um, you know, it's going to be slim pickers when it comes to quarterbacks uh, due to our head coaching style. So, yeah, man, just my little two cents. Um, you know, maybe maybe I'm wrong. Uh, Ready Joe out. Thank you for the call, my man. And I'm not really familiar with Coach Ryan Day, what his style is there at Ohio State, outside of what you see on uh, game days, right, on Saturdays. That's really all I'm familiar with. I, I don't do a deep dive into Ohio State, so I can tell you exactly what kind of coach he is. Uh, Saban, obviously, is a fiery guy. So, you know, Bryce Young is able to be coached up hard. I mean, we all know that Nick Saban coaches everyone hard. Uh, but, again, if you're in the NFL, honestly, if you're in the NFL and you can't take being coached hard, that's on you. Right. I mean, that's that's the thing about it. It's not like this is college anymore. It's not like these guys are student athletes and, you know, you got to be a certain way with these. This is their job. If you can't coach these guys up hard, then they might not should be in that position. Right. I mean, there was a point in time when all NFL coaches coached everybody up hard. And that's just kind of how it was. And I know that everyone doesn't take the coaching the same way. I know that every coach doesn't coach that same way. And I think that Josh McDaniels, from what I've seen, coaches hard in practice, coaches hard in training camp, doesn't really coach that hard during games. So I think that all these quarterbacks, honestly, uh, I think they'd be fine. <laughs> I think that Bryce Young would be fine with Josh McDaniels coaching them up. I think C.J. Stroud would be fine. I think Will Levitz would be fine. I think Anthony Richardson. I mean, I, I think these guys understand what it is, man. It's NFL. It's a job, and they're going to get coached hard up hard by either uh, Josh McDaniels or someone else, right? I mean, that's just the reality of it. So I don't, I don't think that that's a big, 
a big deal as far as being coached tough. So that's just kind of what it is. But that's all I got time for on today's show. Uh, coming up tomorrow, I got a text from Slayer Raider in Chicago. I uh, got a call from yours truly in Ohio. Stabler's Ghost hit us up with a text. We'll have more news and notes of the day and plenty more conversation around the quarterback position and, of course, around the whole team in general as they continue to navigate their way through the offseason and try to prepare for, well, the combine, uh, free agency, and the upcoming draft. So that's all on the way here on the Lockdown Raiders podcast. Thank you again so much for making the show your first listen each and every day. Remember, you can find the Lockdown Raider podcast free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. Thanks to my man Ari on Twitter, at Ari Produces. Till tomorrow, Raider Nation, take care of yourself, take care of your family, love on your family. Most importantly, as always, just win, baby.